he tells us in Romans that we have different gifts according to the grace given us and that we are to use our gift in proportion to our faith. That means our talent can be as big as our faith. So if we want to live an exceptional life, we have to start by believing we are destined for great things through Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Let's see if you like this story. An atheist was out fishing and suddenly his boat was attacked by the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) In one easy flip, the beast tossed him into the air and opened his mouth to swallow him. As the man was prepared to be eaten alive, he cried out, Please, God, help me. All of a sudden, everything froze. And as the atheist hung in midair, a voice from the heavens said, I thought you didn't believe in me. That's right, God, but a few seconds ago, I didn't believe in the Loch Ness Monster either. (laughs) That'll teach him. You know, I, I believe that God never intended for any of us to live an average, mediocre life. You believe that? I believe all of us are destined to have an exciting and exceptional life if we're willing to follow Christ to find it. You see, we're we're all uniquely created. We're not just one in a million. We're more like one in six billion. And not only are we unique, but he designed us for excellence. And he made each of us special for a reason. And each of us he made with special talents to develop. And one way I know this is that when I was a boy, I was a high jumper. And I was a pretty good one. And I started learning when I was really young. And I spent years developing the skills so that I could compete. And I was pretty successful at it. Then, when I was in the ninth grade, I invited a friend of mine who was our star basketball player out to the high jump pit while I practiced. And after some time, after I reached my maximum height and couldn't go any further, he said, well, can I give it a try? And then, without ever having jumped in his life, he ran toward the bar and literally flew over it. And I was amazed. And I was depressed. (laughs) I mean, after all those years of training and I was bested by this novice. Well, immediately I made two decisions. Number one, I quit high jumping right then. (laughs) 
and I started focusing on my pole vaulting. Because now I wasn't even the best high jumper in our school, much less anywhere else. And number two, I started helping my friend develop his obvious natural talent for jumping. In a matter of weeks, he was the state's best high jumper. You see, we can work hard and we can develop skills and we can become proficient. But there's no substitute for developing the natural gifts that God has placed in us. And God has placed natural talents in each one of you that he wants to develop. The Apostle Paul, he tells us in Romans that we have different gifts according to the grace given us. And that we are to use our gift in proportion to our faith. That means our talent can be as big as our faith. So if we want to live an exceptional life, we have to start by believing we are destined for great things through Christ. We have to be willing to launch out into uncomfortable territory by faith. There's an old saying that every ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what it's designed to do. A ship is made for the open seas where the storms can rage. And while we would surely all drown by ourselves, through Christ we're, we're like a ship. We're designed to handle the stormy seas of life, not sit idly by in a safe harbor. And not only has God given us special talents and designed us to handle hardships, but he will also give us vision and ambition to go along with it. If we'll ask him for it, he'll clarify that vision, he'll give us the tools, and he'll help push us toward our goals. You see, the average mediocre life is not the destiny of one who follows Christ. But unless we combine the gifts and the talents that God has given us with a burning desire to find our purpose in Jesus Christ, then we may never know the exceptional life that God intended us to live. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Call to me and I will answer you and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. And the word says, Our God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. This means that we can't outdream God. He has bigger things in mind for us than we can ever imagine for ourselves. But wouldn't you like to see what he has in store for you if you will pursue it? Because there's nothing average or mediocre about the God we serve. And there's nothing average or mediocre about the life that God has planned for you. Did you know that generosity strengthens your faith? Stay tuned to hear how to tap into God's promises that have benefits beyond this life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. 
Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. I want to take a moment to share with you on the power of generosity. You know, I've been fortunate in my life to to have had some very generous people around, and in in every case, and I'm sure you have too, but in every case, these are people who who I admire and that uh, I want to be like. And because of them, I've made it a point to notice and to study people who have the gift of generosity. And in studying the phenomenon of generosity, I've found that sometimes even generous people don't know why they're generous or why it's such a good thing to be generous or why it's a big deal that they are generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. But did you know that there are lots of very good reasons why we should all be generous people? Now, first of all, generosity is defined several ways. Webster says it's the habit of giving. Others define it as a willingness to give. I found one definition that said it's a spirit of giving. But in all cases, generous people are consistent givers, not only with their money, not only with their money, but with their time and their talents. So why should we all be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because it emulates a characteristic of Jesus Christ. Who is more generous than Christ? Who has been more generous to you than Jesus Christ? The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. When Christ walked this earth and since he lives in us, no one ever gave of himself like he did. If we're serious about following Christ, we must learn to give of ourselves generously. And that's enough reason right there to be generous. But there's more. The next reason is because generosity defeats materialism in our own life. The word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptations of material things. But by exercising generosity in our lives, we can overcome that. By placing the needs of others above our own desires, we come to know that the most important things in life are not things. And another reason is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. The word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously, we know that we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us. And that we will experience how they work in our life. And finally... Generous giving 
is an investment in today and eternity. Did you know that? The Word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings. But what is more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom mentality. And he wants us to understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and the next. You know, when I was about 19 years old, I'd started my first business. And I messed up with my largest customer, who was a very wise and successful businessman. And I couldn't afford to fix the problem I created. It would essentially put me out of business. So I went to him and I told him I was sorry. And I couldn't fix it. But I would do anything he asked me to. He said, Bob, I know you can't fix the problem. And I'm going to take care of this for you. Because I believe you'll learn something from it. I never forgot that tremendous act of generosity to me. And what I learned was one of the greatest lessons of my life. You see, the power of generosity in our life doesn't have anything to do with what we give up of what we have. It's about how our life is enriched because of our generosity to others. And what we can become by emulating the character of Christ in our daily life. Do you sometimes feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I just can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life again. We simply have to reach out to others with our time and our talent and with whatever resources we're, we have. And when we do that, this generous spirit that's inspired by God will stir us and, and change us. And God will bless you in ways that you can not even imagine. And when we do that, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel there is no way out? Stay with Bobby to learn three things that will give you the victory through Jesus Christ. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. 
Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. I have a word of encouragement that I want to share with anyone this morning who's going through a difficult time. You're here, thank God. (laughs) But you're struggling with something you're going through right now. When I was a teenager, our family moved to a new place. And I was trying to fit in at school. And one day, while trying to be funny, I made an ill-advised wisecrack about how dumb another student was, a guy named Big Al. Well, nobody seemed to notice or care about my Big Al is so dumb joke until the next day when Big Al went into the janitor's closet to smoke a cigarette, which, by the way, said no smoking dangerous. And when he lit up, there was an explosion and Big Al was killed. Well, it was very tragic. And the student body was understandably traumatized. But during lunch a few days later, I was outside on the basketball court and I looked up to see an angry mob of over a hundred boys surround the court with the full intention of beating up the new kid for making fun of Big Al. And as the mob started closing in on me, I experienced a little of what one of my favorite characters in the Bible did a long time ago. His name was King Jehoshaphat. And out of his story comes one of life's greatest lessons. And that is what to do when your back's up against the wall and when there seems to be no way out. Well, I don't know about you. But when I think of King Jehoshaphat, the first thing that I think of is, who named this guy? (laughs) What was his parents thinking? And he must have played basketball because he's mostly associated with the phrase, jumping Jehoshaphat. But here's the story. Here's the story. King Jehoshaphat is ruling the country. He's trying to do the right thing when he learns that there are three Huge armies approaching. He is hugely outnumbered. He knows he can't beat them. There was no way out. But Jehoshaphat takes action. And he does three things. It's the same three things that we have to do when we face a crisis. The first thing he did was he took his problem to the Lord. Jehoshaphat called a fast. And he had everyone come together to pray and seek God's help. Prayer should always be our first and our best weapon. Amen? We should pray at the first sign of trouble, not as a last resort. The next thing that Jehoshaphat did was admit his weakness. He prayed, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know, the only person that God doesn't help is the one that doesn't think he needs it. If your back's against the wall, 
that's a pretty good sign that you're not on top of things. Jehoshaphat admitted his armies were no match for his enemies. The third thing, and the most important thing that Jehoshaphat did, he thanked God in advance. The word says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men that was praying, and the Lord said, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So while the armies approached the city, Jehoshaphat and his people began to worship God. Not having any idea how things were going to turn out. They had faith in God and in his word. In fact, the word says they appointed men to go in front of the army and sing praises to the Lord. Where's Brent? Where'd he go? Can you imagine the worship team? Okay, you guys to the front. I hope you read the story. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter uh, chapter 20. The Lord caused the three armies to fight each other until they were completely destroyed. Not only were the Jews saved, but it took them days to carry home all the treasure that their enemies had left behind. And Jehoshaphat and his people, listen to this, thank God for the victory before they had it. Okay, I know you're wondering how things turned out for me facing the angry mob. I can tell you that I did, did not have the wisdom of Jehoshaphat. But uh, since there wasn't anywhere to run, and somehow the Lord gave me the words to defuse the situation uh, and avoid a beating. And I think that's when I discovered that I was destined for a career in sales. But listen, when you feel like there is just no way out of your situation, when you feel like you're standing in quicksand and you're slowly sinking, these three things will put your feet on solid ground when you go through a crisis. Take your situation to the Lord. Admit that you can't handle it and ask for help. And then thank God. For the victory that you're going to have in Jesus' name. The word said that after the Lord's great victory over the enemies of Judah, that the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. Don't be discouraged this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. The battle is the Lord's. And he came through for Jehoshaphat. And he'll come through for you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 